Hi, I'm Jack Alvino here with the Beacon Broadcast, and today our guest is Mr. Kumar. So, Mr. T- Kumar, how's your day been? Today's been good. Um, it's hard being back after break, and I think my body is regulating to not sleeping in, <laughs> trying to get up early. Exactly. Yeah, I got way too used to waking up early, or w- sleeping in. Yeah, same. And then now I'm going to wake up early again, and I'm like... Uh-huh. Every morning, it's just like a sludge just to my car. yourself out of Exactly, bed. yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to get started on the questions. So question number one for you would be, how long have you been teaching here at Newport Harbor? I think it's seven years. I transferred from Costa Mesa High School after 20 years. So this, this is probably 27. Yeah, 27. 27. That sounds right. Yep. So seven Perfect. years here. Awesome. Or this is my seventh. Yeah, six and a half. Six and a half. How is it teaching here for seven years or just... It's been, it's been wonderful. It's been a good shake-up, 20 years at, in one location, and as sometimes you outgrow places or you just need new places to grow. Exactly. And it was nice to... 20 years in a place is it's long. It's a long time. And then yeah. uh, it's nice to be able to reinvent yourself. So you come into a new circumstance where people don't know you and you can be the new thing that you feel like you've been evolving to. And you stay in old places sometimes and they treat you like that old self. Yeah, which is not bad when you're moving on. Exactly, people but know like, you a particular way, and you're like, "I'm trying to do a new thing." So it's good to like change yeah. things up. Exactly, yeah. that's awesome. Um, what college did you attend? I went from Coast Mesa High School, where I graduated from, to Orange Coast College Junior College. Then mm-hmm. I went to what was then Southern California College, which is now Vanguard uh-huh. University, okay. and taught for a couple years, 10 years probably, went back and got my master's in math at Cal State Fullerton. Nice. Yeah. Sounds really interesting. So for those 10 years teaching, I assume you were at Costa Mesa? Yeah. Awesome. That's right. And then you got your master's in math. Did you teach math over at Costa Mesa? Yeah, for 20 years I did math there. And the last couple of years, like five or six years, I was teaching music recording arts. So I brought a program to our campus that was all about recording, making beats, how to use microphones, how to do live sound reinforcement. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. How did that like work? Did you just... I, it just came to my plate. I was interested, career technical education, our ROP program. Yeah. They wanted to offer something in the bell schedule and I had a talent in that area. So I got credentialed to do what I've already known how to do. And then you create a class and you invite kids into it and you just start walking through how to use the digital audio workstations. Logic is one of them and or you can use pro tools or you can use gosh there's like three or four others and then you start teaching them how to use that and 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 make songs and do things like podcasts like that's super um, cool. yeah and do and, and remix movie stuff like overdub movie things so it's funny so you make you know that's really yeah funny. so it's been it was really neat so that's awesome. really cool yeah. yeah so you just like taught them how to like that's all awesome. of it yeah so that's yeah super cool did you guys camera. have like a recording studio? We or had a full on. It was a. It's called K Mesa. So it was a TV studio oh. from way back in the day that we just could flip over to a recording studio. So I outfitted it differently. That's perfect. Yeah, That's super cool. Yeah, it was neat. It's awesome. How did you uh, become a high school teacher? Like complete accident. So yeah, I turned on to math maybe my junior senior year of high school, and I just loved solving puzzles. And puzzles are a safe place in a world that's. Full of a lot of great ideas, and it's hard to put your feet down anywhere. Math yeah. is like you just know where you put your feet down, and there's no question as to whether the logic, it, whether it makes sense. It's a pure 
class. It's a, it's a class purely on logic, right, in a closed yeah. system. So that was appealing to me in yeah, my senior and junior year. And then I just kind of pointed in a direction. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm, I'm going to go to OCC. I'm going to take math. I was interested in other things. Like maybe I'll be a chef. Maybe I'll be a this. And I didn't have any other adult counseling uh, to guide me into maybe what would have been a better choice for my personality. But the happy accident is that teaching does align with my personality. It's just nothing I chose for myself. So I just kept pursuing math as I yeah. went through college. And I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to stay in this lane. And you get to the end, you get a degree. And you're like, well, what do you do with a math degree? And again, no adults. There's so many things you can do with a math degree. So I'm exactly. like, I think all you can do is teach math. So I went and got a teaching credential just on the back end of my, of my bachelor's degree. That's really cool. So happy accident. Happy ending, right? Yeah. And um, so you obviously chose Costa Mesa because you went there. I, you know, it's where I did my student teaching, and then it just worked out that they also had a job available when I was finished my student teaching, and it was just this nice... I didn't choose it so much, but it was a really great it way. It, it did. It was yeah. a great way to start into a career that I felt like I had no business being in, and it was an accident. Yeah. So it felt there was a familiarity there that helped me get into it, right? Versus really cool. feeling super confident. Because I exactly. thought I was like... I'm not like I'm five years old sitting around pretending I'm a teacher with my friends. Like yeah. I, I actually I tripped and fell into teaching, and so it's a great soft landing at Costa Mesa. Yeah, exactly. Was there any like of your former teachers yes. there that like helped you come into teaching? I don't know if I would say helped. Uh, <laughs> sometimes in the way of what not to do, but in the sense that they're the old guard, and then the new guard is all it, things are iterating. Like it should exactly. be changing. So there were new approaches, and they couldn't really assist me in that way. But uh, they were supportive in what I wanted to try. That's they cool. couldn't. That they like, supported the you, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, how does your like the subjects you teach here at Harbor relate to um, real life? <laughs> math. It's a very deep uh, math, it, it is math. I teach computer science, and that seems more touch the ground. I mean, we know zeros and ones are everywhere. It rules exactly. the world, right? Um, but math is is I would say is kind of the language of science. I mean, we we've heard that before. So yeah. we, math is divorced from its context. I go, and so how does it help in real life? I mean, in and of itself, the way it's taught, it's not. Does it have uh, these byproducts? Are there virtues that we can learn? Sure, because we form a community of math learners, right? Exactly. So there's all kinds of virtues that, that can be had through math. Um, and the ones that I, I like are is the community that we can form. And so through puzzling together, we, can, we, can, we support each other and we, we walk the ups and downs of that process in this closed system where it's safe and it's not emotional. Yeah. So th there are. They're just not these immediate real-life things. They're exactly. things that if you tend to as a, as a young person, as a student, you, you experience those byproducts later. You don't, know how, you, become the, you don't even know how you become the thing you become until you look closely as you get an adult back on your young life, you're like, man, that, that really shaped me. Yeah. But you don't know. So I would say direct connect, no. Outside of, you know, but it's manipulation. It's logic. It's argument. Yeah. It's, but it, there's so many deeper things. Yeah, like what you were saying before, though, it's like the language of science. So like yeah. every science requires math. Every, yeah. Like so many things require math, yeah. but it's just not like you're saying yeah. direct things. Like no. you're not like at the grocery store and you're like, no. I need some calculus right now. Right. You know, and it's the same thing when I got my degree. You don't come to the end of your bachelor's degree. Great. I'm ready to go get a job in what? And then that's where you go like teaching because that math, you don't just walk out with a bachelor's degree and go, now I can, I'm a data scientist. You're not. Yeah. You just know how to manipulate things, <laughs> like, you know, in a closed system, which is applicable everywhere. You just yeah. got to do the training for that area. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually, that it's like just, yeah. Um, honestly, actually, kind of back to the high school one. Yeah. 
did you choose Harbor or did you more fall into it as you were saying? Um, I want to stay in the district and I was coming, a, I wanted something different in the dis, uh, in, in teaching and Harbor, I knew had computer science and I was trying to get computer. So after the recording arts program was kind of shut down and canceled yeah. at Costa Mesa, that's another story uh, for another podcast. It, it left me with, gosh, I really, where else can I go and teach something other than math that I feel like touches ground more immediately than math does? Yeah. And Harbor at the time, I had met them, some people in a couple uh, department meetings, our district department meetings, and I knew one of the gentlemen here was retiring from computer science. And so it was like, oh, I can go there and do this ROPCTE thing yeah. and, and do a half, a half schedule with alone. So that's primarily why I'm here, but also to kind of reinvent and be that new thing. Awesome. So I, really I chose cool. it. And I want to stay in the district because I, li- I like the district. Yeah. yeah. I want to stay like yeah. here exactly. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Is there like, when you like first came, it was for computer science, obviously, but did you also immediately have calculus as well or pre No, so I, I came and it took about a year and a half, two years for that, that, uh, Dominguez to retire, yeah. and so in that time I was teaching math. And the highest I've taught up to is pre-calculus. Is once the AP calculus teacher gets the AP class, they, it's like their baby that you gotta you kind of nurture it and grow yeah. it over the years. They just like get that you, class. yeah, it's yeah. It, and it's not that they they hold on to it because it's that's mine. It's not it's not that. It's just that it, it takes time to to develop a good AP class. And yeah. when you have someone like like Mr. Clay at the helm, you know like yeah. why why. Why bother, right? Yeah, why I mean? replace him? Why yeah, add like, yeah. More to him? That could, makes sense. Could, could it be shared? Sure, but it makes so much more sense that one teacher c- continues to carry on that thing they've been doing for a decade plus. That is And true. refine it so the student experience is best. Yeah, right? so then they have like the most experience yeah, in that field. Right. Exactly. Otherwise, I take it on. It's not that I don't know the calculus, but then you got to tune yourself to the AP requirements and exactly. how do you... The lesson plans, right. everything, yeah. all that. Yeah. It's not just delivering information. you got to make sure you're tuning it to a, to a thing. So, exactly. Yeah, up to pre-calculus uh, awesome. is when I came. So it's algebra two, geometry, algebra one, math support. It's been all of it except just not calculus. Oh, and now Math 100. Yeah, so that, I fought you, for that. Is it new or... It is. It, dual credit has always been a thing that's been available. It's just that you just have the right people in the right place. Yeah. It has to be the right moment in time. And it just so happened, this eight-year dream that I've had finally was realized here. was like, why not for these non-STEM uh, high school students that are going on to college, get their college math general ed out of the way before they go there? Because yeah. there's statistics that show that students get stuck in the spin cycle of math our non-stem kids and they end up not going on to get their degree because math keeps is the gatekeeper yeah now it happens in english too but not to the degree that happens in math in college so i figure for our non-stem kids we have such a great supportive environment that why not offer this dual credit course so we finally got it all figured out everyone yeah. you signed the paper and so now it's a one semester class that you get elective credit here five units to graduate and three units of your general ed math requirement you'll never have to touch math again Perfect. Unless you go into a science, technology, engineering, or math course, right? Yeah. So exactly. that's it. Yeah. That's really cool. And is it new this year or has it been last year? It's new in our district this year. So fall, fall 23, 24, it finally all got put together. So this is my second semester spring teaching it. Well, that's what else is nice. It's a, it's a one semester class. So you like just yeah. plan for only one semester. That's, that's perfect. It. Yeah. Do you get to like transfer over some of the stuff that you did from last semester to this semester? Oh yeah, that absolutely. Because so it's really pretty nice. set by OCC what they want you to instruct on. There is yeah. some leeway, but right now I'm sticking pretty close to 
to what they're doing. I mean, I could, I, the only thing I could do is expand on it. Yeah. I can't modify it by taking stuff away necessarily. So yeah, um, I get to recycle. Yeah. Fall semester to spring. Yeah, for sure. That's really perfect, especially for like the workload of other classes. You have like computer yeah. science where you probably want to focus more of your energy towards that because you. Yeah, and then we're always iterating. Like I said, with the AP uh, calculus class, I yeah. mean, why take not take, but why why share that load when you you can give it to one teacher to refine over time. Exactly. So spring semester looks a lot like fall in Math 100, but it's it's refining and it just gets a little bit better. The learning experience exactly. is improved. It's yet it's improved. the same content. Yeah, it's yeah. my it's the way I deliver it and the way I engage it. Awesome. Um, so now for some fun questions, more so, or more like just hypotheticals, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this is more a personal question, the first one. What is one of the like crazy experience, craziest experiences you've had at Harbor so far? I'm pretty locked into my room when I came here, not by choice necessarily, just by hustle. Like yeah. just, I mean, there's a choice there, but it's, it's the hustle of trying to get stuff done, right? Yeah, and exactly. acclimating to a new environment. So nothing... Not outside a whole lot. I mean, you see crazy things, but not super unusual. Uh, but the, I would just point to the, the 2020 pandemic. I mean, to experience that here on Harbor's campus was was unusual, was crazy. But nothing nothing too outlandish as far as like just day-to-day goes because I'm not out walking the campus a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the pandemic was insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember when I was at a early college high school, actually, for the first part of it when it was all online. And then I transferred back to Harbor right as Harbor oh. went back to uh, the, like, dual thing. Yeah. Oh, and that it, was... It was so painful. Because, like, you would have, like, maybe five kids in the class with you yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and then, then the other days you'd be online. Twelve online. And yeah. then some of them off. Their, their cameras are turned off. And exactly. Just... you got to, like, keep track of, like, 50 different things. And, yeah. And you can't build. It takes a, a good year to build a solid... A solid online program and we're just yeah. responding it's emergency mode and that was exactly. traumatizing yeah <laughs> for everybody it probably threw everything off as well like, it was just not pretty because you had like plans for the next year and then you were like oh wait can't use those and then it affects online. it ripples and it's affected all future exactly future, future learning and now i feel like we're with the resiliency of the students and now that the trauma's kind of gone um we're starting to get back to a lot of the common learning that we experienced pre-pandemic, right? Instead of yeah. having to adjust all the time. So that's nice. So I don't know. I wish I had a great story. No, it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, the pandemic that's is seven. a crazy one. Yeah. Do you have anything from Costa Mesa or no? No. Really. I have a horrible memory. I know oh, I, things that have happened to me. Some, I guess, student had some kind of beef with me. Which, oh, man. It can happen, right? Yeah. There's some teachers, the same teacher that others like is the same teacher that others hate because of something. Or it's a weird day, you said something. Yeah. Anyway, so a student had broken in to my room and oh, discharged wow. a fire extinguisher all over the whole room. And then wow. tipped over my plants. They got soil and plants everywhere. And then took one of my podiums uh, that actually I was able to, to kind of rebuild and like Dang. threw it up, you know, and broke it outside. So it was just... It was not so I walked in that morning to that chaos. You're like, I'm going to walk in like it's any normal morning. I open my door. I'm like, what has happened? That and is then, insane, yeah, actually. Because nuts. Like, I understand, like, beef, but that is, like, yeah. breaking it's, and entering, breaking and destroying. Like, that's I crazy. Know. And then, th- thankfully, my first thought to that was, like, hurt people hurt people. So yeah. it's not, like, I'm not going to receive that as it's malice or hatred towards me. It's an opportunity for me to reflect on, like, did something, what did I do? How did I not support right? Did I have an off day? And then really just go, well, what's the hurt in your life that you would do that to me? So yeah. they had to find out the two people that it was. And I ran into that student years later and apologized. They were apologizing. And I'm like, and I'm like it's all good. Like, yeah. 
and that's part of our gig is like we're helping these students experience themselves as they go through life and sometimes True. our teenage years we're just impulsive and we're hurt and we don't know how to ask properly for help yeah. and we do things like that and we break burn and loot right i mean that's yeah. really what it is we're mad and we're not yeah. anyway just take it out on someone else we do exactly right yeah. instead of we don't have the, the ability. So that's that's one of the crazy things that happened there, but that was personally to me. I'm sure there was plenty of other things that I witnessed that didn't directly affect me that I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, like just some crazy thing, and then you're like, eh, and it just goes, right, because it doesn't store. Exactly, because like it didn't personally yeah. happen to yeah. you. Yeah, but um, that is, wow, yeah, that's, yeah. never even heard of anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it probably mild. I'm glad I didn't get my car keyed or my house that like, is fair you know yeah. right? exactly they didn't target your house yeah. or your it's car. like okay it's a classroom. Your classroom yeah it's public space you just kind of ruined it for everybody but that's yeah. all right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah well here's the last hypothetical question yeah. um if you had to pick two teachers to go to france with who would it be and why oh. in the short time i've been here i'm just going to speak about harvard not about mesa right so yeah. the short time i've been here the people that i've met that feel like they're adventurous in ways that I'm not and have experiences and um, like could, could teach me things about places and yeah. it's, it might be more than two like uh, it, and just fun people to be around right you want to be around exactly. people that encourage you to go outside of who you are and so I think it would be uh, Armstrong he seems like a guy you'd like to roll with in a, in a foreign land. Yeah, does he run the outdoors club or is that? Oh, that's oh, that's probably another guy uh, Taylor McClanahan. McClanahan runs it. That's you know what? Is. He would be a fun guy too. So that's a guy I wasn't even thinking of. And then I think Johnson, Dreddy, Dreddy Johnson. I love Johnson. That. I had him for uh, yeah. AP yeah. Lang, and yeah. just the coolest guy. He has so many crazy stories. Yeah. Like so, that's a guy I'd want to roll with because sometimes I I'm I'm not a risk taker and I kind of lay back and I I end up not doing something because I don't exactly. know how it's going to end. But those guys yeah. would be more encouraging. And as Zeddy's, what little I know about. Zeddy's too. Uh, he seems like really cool a good person to roll guy. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Alcazar. I right? love Alcazar. Yeah, I so, had him for Spanish two years in a row actually, yeah. and yeah, just, he's awesome. He's so it'd, so be, cool. it'd be team boy. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a couple of females that I would love to roll with that have, uh, as far as being adventurous spirits and yeah. having had great conversation on campus, but just like keeping at the boy trip. club. Yeah. yeah, like I think. I think that that'd be good. No, that's awesome. So yeah. that was more than two. And you helped that's me with fun, one of them. That's fine, yeah. But those were some great ones. Yeah. And yeah, I know a few of them. And I'm like, those are great choices for it. Well, awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add at the end of the interview? Or not really? Um, I wasn't prepared for that. I just really appreciate this space. Like, I love how much opportunity there is for students to do things even like this podcast. And yeah the things that I see happening here all the time and the kind spirit and gentle hearts of, of the students on campus and the way they can engage community well and hold just hold the adventure that we're on as 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 a, as, as a teacher and learner yeah. right and, and as the model of education starts to shift and we are trying to share share power with, with students that they're the source of learning and we're not we're just these um more like uh, Jungle Boat Cruise uh, directors. Like, we're really pointing Showing out. Away. We're supposed to just show. We're not like, yeah. We're, yeah. And, oh, you want to go that way? Cool. Let, let's steer the boat that way, right? Yeah. So I, I appreciate. I wasn't like this necessarily at Mesa. I was evolving to this. And this is one of the opportunities that Harbor uh, has allowed for me is to 
grow in these new ways as an educator, it's it's unnerving because you're 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 trained to not give over power, right? Yeah. But it's so important now as we're moving. I mean, we've already been there for probably twenty plus years. Is we got we got to shift it and put and and look to more partnership with our students. Yeah. And some classes do lend themselves better to that, and some don't. Math is a hard one, um, but like I said, I like it for the puzzle. So that's the last thing I'd share. I just really appreciate the community on Harvard's campus and yeah. what the students bring to the table, and and obviously the teachers. At the, all, all phenomenal for the little that I get out of my room I know a few teachers yeah. yeah that's yeah that's definitely very true it's a very awesome community like every, I feel like every teacher I've talked to on this podcast so far has been like just awesome community like great community and which is the, really cool about it it's phenomenal the things you get to do here and have access to from the culinary program to exactly like, phenomenal teachers running it and yeah. employees running the video program that they're live streaming in HD and it's yeah like, you have TAR TV TAR TV journalists Math 100 as well, like and DECA, all these, you have, DECA, all of yeah. it, IB, it's, it's like, what, what kind exactly. of dreamland have you walked into to, so to say that you don't feel plugged in? And now, oh, the esports thing, so fighting for oh, that, I even so care about that. Uh, thankful that this is a community that, that embraces that, that wants to try something new and different. So recently, CIF has formed an initiative with the esports community, so the CI, esports is now a CIF initiative. So I just started that this year, so we have a soft launch, to, tomorrow's our first junior varsity Super Smash Brothers Ultimate online 3v3 uh, game. So it's a nine-week season. That's yeah. super cool. Right. That's so like we're gonna, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So at 4 o'clock tomorrow, we're going to meet up with the three kids, the yeah. athletes, the eSport athletes, and Compete. they're going to do Super Smash Brothers with somebody else in California. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, right? Where so does many that opportunities. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully it'll just get bigger, and we'll, we'll be able to play League of Legends and Rocket League and all of it. Madden. Yeah. We'll see. That's super I forgot cool. about that. That's another cool. That's really cool, yeah. Awesome. This has been well, enjoyable. Thanks, Jack. Awesome, thanks.